Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Indomitian Sioux Ballet School, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, well, it would have been a lot better if the Cowboys had won, but I'm I'm clearly not bitter about that, that at all. <laughs> oh, so bad. How was your Sherpa? It was good, and the Giants won on Sunday, which made it better. But um, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, it was a good weekend. So I'm putting the Cowboys on notice. This week is my birthday, and or next week, and I, I want this as an early present. I would like to beat Philly this week. It would really go a long way to make me feel better about things. Well, <laughs> I think you're going to get your wish, and I, I think, well, we'll get to it, but I think after this weekend the Cowboys may be back to within a game of the Giants, but we'll uh, talk Makes about sense. that as Don't the evening progresses. So I've just, I've just given away two of my picks. But uh, we've still got uh, 14 more to go. But uh, anyway, why don't we take a look at – well, actually, why don't you kick us off by telling people how they can get in touch with us, and then we'll dive right into the injuries and waiver wire suggestions. There are – we're going to be here for an hour, as we are every week, from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And there are a number of ways that you can get a hold of us. If you have questions, you want to harass us, whatever floats your boat – uh, you can call you us. Throw at, a challenge flag. There you go. Uh, we won't review it if you throw a challenge flag, though. Just just know that. Um, you can call us at three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. That's three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. You can tweet us at the number four T H N inches show. That's the number four T H N inches show. Our email handle is the same. It's the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. The chat room is open. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com and our personal Twitter accounts as well, which we'll give you again at the end. And if you missed any of that, it's all available on the Blog Talk Radio show page, which is coincidentally the number four THN Inches show as well. So you can find us there. Um, again, if you have questions or you want to have your voice heard, be sure to get a hold of us. And let's go right into waiver wire picks since there were definitely okay. some injuries this week. Yeah, um, quarterback-wise, Brandon Whedon's concussion and Alex Smith being demoted are probably the two They're, biggest. They are saying that Whedon is likely going to play, though, so there is that. There is that, but given that they don't have much of a passing game outside of Josh Gordon to begin with, I'm not too uh, keen on them, but uh, you're you're right. If, if he plays, that's obviously a good thing, but... Um, so what's your take on Big Ben? Is he going to play, and who would you be looking at on the waiver uh, wire this week? I think it's a terrible idea for him to play, even if it is 50-50. Like, I kind of like my aorta intact. I'm crazy like that, and I think that since both the shoulder and the ribs have a really high re-injury rate, probably Baltimore is not the team you want to come back against. They're a team that hates you and wants to physically pound you into the ground. So, um, that being said, I probably don't think he's playing. If he does play and he's crazy enough to, I might still start him. But uh, on the waiver wire, Colin Kaepernick getting the start again, probably getting the start the rest of the way. So, if he's still out there, go grab him now. Although, I don't love his matchups down the stretch. You've got two weeks of a window of opportunity to use him. Chad Henney, uh, there's plenty of room here on the Chad Henney bandwagon where I've been sitting for the last two years. Uh, (laughs) I Feel free to go pick them up. They seem to 
be relying heavily on the pass game, especially since uh, it looks like they're still not going to have Maurice Jones-Drew this week. And uh, what's-his-name, Paramel, is on IR with a groin injury, so the run game is seriously depleted. Also, Ryan Lindley likely getting the start again in Arizona. Um, it's it's like playing Russian roulette behind that offensive line, but if you're really desperate or in a deeper league, they're playing the Jets this week, who are not quite the same Jets of old. So, again, really a deeper league pickup, but he's going to be out there in a lot of leagues. The only name I would add to that is Russell Wilson, if he's still available, and he's People say he's having a great rookie season and compare him to RG3 and Lux. That's just crazy. He's throwing for about 170 yards a game, so he's he's nowhere near the fantasy threat that the other two are. But depending on how deep your league is, if you need somebody to fill in as a second quarterback, he's he's a decent option. But just realize he's not going to throw for 300 yards in a game. Yeah, Especially it's not just, this it's weekend not against the Bears. I don't like his matchup this week either. So, eh, All right. So let's move on to running backs then. It, it just seems every week it seems like there's a one kind of injury that you – know, one or two types of injuries that seem to predominate. And this week it seemed to be the uh, ankle and rib injury week. With and a smattering of concussion. <laughs> with a smattering of concussions, yeah, a dash of concussions. So mm-hmm. LaRod Stephen Howlings is – Ribs are bothering him. Jonathan Stewart's ankle, Matt Forte's ankle, and of course Andre Brown wound up on IR. But go ahead. Not good. They're saying Stewart may be done for the year. It's not good. No. So what do you think about um, D'Angelo Williams? Is he worth picking up, or is he a lost cause at this point? I think he's a lost cause at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. Not this week, but maybe down the line, if maybe we see a little more Mike Tolbert. He's primarily been playing fullback, but obviously no Sean Marino. Still available in some places. Go pick him up if he is. Bryce Brown with the Eagles. I would caution you this. LaShawn McCoy still possibly can get cleared and play this week. If he does, he's going to get the majority of the snaps. Even if he doesn't get cleared this week, he will be back next week. So Bryce Brown, very short shelf life, and he fumbled twice last week, which makes me a little nervous. And he's got Deion Lewis in the wings, who I also kind of like, and it, I'm just uncertain of how much value he will truly have. So be wary if you're picking up Brown or Lewis on the waiver wire. Beanie Wells, available in a lot of places, had a really nice game last week coming off IR. I think he surprised a lot of people. And Rashad Jennings, like we talked about with the Jaguars, they're dropping like flies at the running back position, and a lot of people drop Jennings in the last two weeks, and you may be able to go snipe him since he's the de facto number one now. I actually liked his matchup a lot this week. Um, only other names that I would add to what you um, suggested are Michael Bush in Chicago if somebody happened oh, to cut yeah. him loose while you know, Matt Forte was... Yeah, the two you know, weeks that Matt Forte was healthy enough that Bush healthy. didn't <laughs> Yeah, Bush started off really well, and then he just sort of mm-hmm. hibernated for a while, but now he seems to be... I'll tell you what happened. I benched him this week, and that's why this all happened. If he'd been oh, in my I lineup, see. Matt Forte would never have gone down. Sorry, Actually, I also down. benched him in one of my leagues and paid the price, but... Is, and then the other guy... <laughs> the other guy I want to mention is David Wilson of the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 
supposedly not the best in pass protection, but the Giants are to the point where they went out and signed you know, Craig Lumpkin and Ryan Terrain this week. So that gives you an idea that they're getting pretty desperate. Lumpkin, supposedly pretty good pass protector. Terrain, I don't know. You know, seems to me that whether they like it or not, they're going to have to give Wilson I just, more I'm not going to give up a spot of if I have a healthy player for David Wilson just yet because he's burned me for the last, 12 weeks. <laughs> well, I, I'm surprised he's been on anybody's roster for the last 12 weeks. Well, he but, hasn't been on mine that long, but I would have liked to right. have seen something before now. I he's just, somebody I more that I thought of as a stash play, kind of like Bernard Pierce, that maybe something happens to you know, Bradshaw, that, mm. you know, which is entirely but, likely. But let's keep going because we got a lot of games. So yes, wide receivers? Do. And I, I failed to mention, too, I think that uh, um, um, Kendall Hunter has also gone for the season. I, so. Yeah, IR. Not good. 49ers no. had a couple of big losses this week, including wide receiver Kyle Williams. Right, right. So um, wide receiver-wise, who do you like? I mean, some other injuries, Dexter McCluster's neck, Miles Austin's hip. Deshaun Jackson's gone for the year on IR. Clyde Gates yeah, had a fractured ribs. What a wuss. But um, wide receiver wise, Justin Blackman, uh, Chad Henney seems to really like the guy, so he's throwing. Wait a minute, to him. time out, time out. What? You're criticizing Deshaun Jackson for yeah for for a rib injury, and you're saying Big Ben that that's okay for him to have a rib no, injury. No, I don't think I don't think Big Ben should play because of where his ribs are fractured. Deshaun Jackson, I think, is a little soft. Well, how do we know where his I, – I don't know where his ribs are They're injured. Not I haven't high, paid no. enough attention. <laughs> okay. It's all right. But all right. let's do wide receivers because we are, we are yep. definitely going to run out of time. <laughs> we'll do um, our two-minute Justin drill. Blackman has finally kind of become what they were hoping he'd be all year long. Denario Alexander, again, is really the only only threat on the Chargers pass game at the moment. If he's still out there, go get him. Mohamed Sanu out in Cincinnati kind of come on strong the last couple of weeks. They're playing against the Chargers. There's definitely points to be had for him there. And, it, again, deeper league, maybe Riley Cooper out in Philadelphia. Like you said, no Deshaun Jackson. And Cooper has worked uh, more with Foles than a lot of the other wide receivers, so there is more rapport there, if you will. But Nick Foles has to throw a little better for that to be a good pick. <laughs> It probably has to get a little more time to throw, too. And it would help. That it would offensive help. line, I'm not sure that's going to happen. But um, I'll throw Brandon LaFell's name into the mm-hmm. mix. Another uh, one. Another Rutgers guy, Tyquan Underwood, is starting to look pretty good as Tampa's third receiver. He actually had a better game than Mike Williams last week. Uh, Devon Betts, this week, I think, is is pretty clearly Miami's best option at wide receiver now. Sorry, mm-hmm. Brian Hartline, who I know you like a lot. Yeah. Um, Brandon Stokely in Denver, especially going up against Tampa's defense this week, I think is a good matchup. Jarius Wright in Minnesota um, could be a good matchup with Jerome Simpson in the doghouse. Pierre Garçon seems to be healthy, and Ryan Boyles um, showed everybody what he could do on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. We did see a little something from him, that's for sure. Yeah. So let's move on to tight ends then. The only injury of note this past week was Kyle Rudolph's concussion. Mm -hmm. And 
guys I wanted to mention. Tony Scheffler has actually gotten quite a few targets the last couple of weeks in Detroit. So even though he's only their second tight end, I don't think he's in Brandon's category. I was category. explaining this phenomenon to somebody. Every year it feels like we get – we finally buy into Brandon Pettigrew, and then Tony Scheffler starts creeping back up. And sure enough, by the end of the season, Tony Scheffler's getting just as many or more targets. Why does this keep happening? I I don't know, but as a fantasy player, if you're heading into the playoffs and you've got a Dennis Pettigrew or, or somebody like that who's banged up, you may want to add him to your bench if he's out there. Dwayne Allen's still available in a lot of leagues. Dallas Clark is having a mini resurgence in Tampa Bay. I like Dallas Clark down the stretch here. He's got a a couple of juicy matchups the rest of the way. Yeah, and Mercedes Lewis and Jacksonville Mm -hmm. and Rob Hausler had a nice game in Arizona last week, but um, we'll see. With that quarterback, I I, I just don't have much faith in somebody that throws the ball to Larry Fitzgerald a dozen times and normally he only catches it three times. That's not a good ratio. Yeah, even though he had uh, 300 plus yards passing, I, I wouldn't count on that happening every week. So, hmm. how about uh, kickers? Anybody you want to mention this week? I don't know if there's anyone I'm I'm tripping all over myself to go get that's not already on the team or that we've talked about. I mean, if if Greg Belegg's still out there, go get him. I just don't know if he is. Yeah, I, I still think. Kyle Forbath, Kai Forbath and mm. Graham Gano were available in a fair number of leagues, and I think both Graham of them Gano. were pretty decent plays. And even Alex Henry has been let go in some leagues. Alex Henry is available in a lot of places, and I think he's going to have a big week this week. Well, we'll see. I, I agree. That game's going to be pretty high scoring. And then defenses, there, there's some good matchups this week. Carolina has Kansas City's defense, Mm -hmm. Um, Oakland and Cleveland have each other, the Jets and Arizona have each other. There's some good defenses there if you're the kind of person that likes to stream each week. I'd throw Cincinnati out into the mix, too, as a potential pickup against San Diego, who's looked a little off. Yeah, San Diego's offense is obviously not what it's been in the past. So why don't we just dive right into the game, then? The Thursday night special... Features New Orleans playing at Atlanta. New Orleans obviously is creeping back up. They you know, got knocked back down below 500 this past weekend. They're five and six now. Atlanta's at 10 and one. Atlanta clearly the class of the division, but I'm still not that impressed by them. They're winning a lot of close games. They're not really blowing people out, and I think this is a close game too. I think flip a coin, but it all. Atlanta wins this and continues their string of close victories. I'll say Atlanta 28, New Orleans 27. Yeah, I just, I honestly, I could see this game going either way, and I, it just honestly wouldn't surprise me. I think this is going to be one of the rare Thursday night games that actually has some fantasy value and some points that are scored. We've had, we've had some stinkers. <laughs> I think that's, that's fair to say. Um, I'm going to get crazy and pick New Orleans, though. But, again, I just I don't I don't think that's crazy. I think this game is a toss-up. Yeah, I think they I match just, up very well with Atlanta, especially their past defense. I don't feel hugely confident in saying they are, they are without a doubt going to to win this game. I, no, but I don't say that about Atlanta either. I think it's a coin flip, but I'll yeah. say Atlanta wins just because they're at home. But, you know. Um, so who do you like fantasy, for New Orleans? Fantasy-wise, for New Orleans, I'm definitely starting Drew Brees. Uh, I think this is a good example of 
not to start any defenses in this game. Uh, running back-wise, it's, I mean, for for me, this a lot is going to depend on how deep your league is and what your injury situation is, because you've got Mark Ingram, who I think is probably coming out with the most on-the-ground yards, but then you've got Thomas and Ivory and Sproles. I, I like Chris Ivory, although I don't think he's going to be quite the huge point-getter you maybe had in weeks past. He's kind of coming down off that slope a little bit. But he does. He is going to get you a couple of catches if you're in a PPR league, and I think he's he's a deeper running back or a flex spot. Um, wide receiver wise, <laughs> it's the fun of New Orleans. Um, Colston and Moore, I think, are the only two that I want to start this week. But Jimmy Graham at tight end as well is a definite start for me. And I'm not starting the defense. I'm not starting the kicker. For Atlanta, I would start quarterback Matt Ryan. Surprise, surprise, wide receivers Julio Jones and Roddy White, and tight end Tony Gonzalez. Running backs Michael Turner and Jacquez Rogers, both flex options at best for me. Kicker Matt Ryan is okay. I think the defense is okay. I don't think it's going to be in the 30s, but I think they could keep Atlanta in the 20s and maybe intercept a couple passes and have a sack or two, but... We'll see. And then uh, wide receiver Harry Douglas, probable with an ankle injury. I'd I'd say leave him on the bench this week. All right, I can live with that. Let's go to the Sunday game. Next we go to the Sunday games, the first Sunday game, Houston at Tennessee. And Tennessee's defense is just pathetic, and Houston showed on Thanksgiving Day what they can do against a pathetic defense, even on the road. I think it's going to be a similar story in Tennessee but I don't think that they need a controversial non-call to help them win, and I don't think Tennessee is going to put up as much offense as Detroit did. I'll pick Houston to win this game by two touchdowns, Houston 38, Tennessee I think 24. This is, this is going to get unwatchable pretty quick, which makes me sad. I have a soft spot for the Titans, but they are just not good. They cannot hang with a team like the Houston Texans. Start Matt Schaub, start Arian Foster, start Andre Johnson, uh, Kevin Walter maybe is a flex in a deeper league, uh, start tight end Owen Daniels, which I don't often say, start the defense, start the kicker. I'm sorry, Tennessee fans. What about um, Garrett Graham and James Casey? Just, Would you start either of those guys? I don't guys? think there's enough there for either of them. I think that we're going to see the majority of of the targets going to Johnson and Walter. And Owen Daniels, I think, will be a big part of this game. And we're going to see a lot of Arian Foster. And Ben Tate, supposedly healthy enough to play this weekend, is he somebody you'd start as a flex, or you want to see him stay healthy for a week before you I'd like to see how they're using season. him for for this week. Although, I guess against the Tennessee matchup, you've got more potential for garbage time. But... With so many matchups that are going to be more competitive, I might want to find a flex player elsewhere this week. All right, and I take it same goes for Justin Forsett, then you're not buying Mm -hmm. him either, even as a flex? Nope. All right. So for Tennessee, I'd say start running back Chris Johnson, start wide receivers Nate Washington and Kenny Britt. Houston showed that, you know, although they have a strong defense last week, they showed that they can be vulnerable to the pass. Wide receivers... Nate Washington, Kenny Britt, as I mentioned, tight end Jared Cook seems to be back in the offense now that they have a new offensive coordinator. Quarterback Jake Locker is a second quarterback at best for me. You know, kind of 
you know, like with Matt Mark Sanchez, I just don't think he's accurate enough as a passer to be an effective NFL quarterback. Wide receiver Kendall Wright is a flex guy, and kicker Rob Baronis is okay, and stay away from Tennessee's defense, as if I needed to say that. Yeah, kind of goes without saying at this point. <laughs> so All let's right. move on to what I think will be one of the two or three best games this weekend, and that's Indianapolis at Detroit. Two good offenses, two lousy defenses. Again, this one, I think you could flip a coin, but I'll give Detroit the benefit of the doubt being at home this week. I think they are in another close game at home, but I think they win this one by three. I'll hmm. pick Detroit to win this 34-31, to 31, and I don't think the Dominican Sewell will do anything finable this week. Hey, never say never. We were kidding around about it last week, and then it happened. <laughs> um I again I agree with you. I think this will be one of the better games. Um I I guess I'm gonna go with Detroit. This is another game I don't feel all that strong about either side definitely winning. Uh I think Andrew Luck is more a second quarterback option this week. I don't love the matchup with Detroit. I think that we're gonna see a lot of Vic Ballard. Uh Donald Brown has it's become less and less of a 50-50 split over the last couple of weeks. It's more and more Vic Ballard, and I think that's the one you start out of this backfield. Um, still starting Reggie Wayne. I like T.Y. Hilton as a flex option. We saw what he can do with the uh, return game as well. Um, I'm saying no to Donnie Avery. Uh, no to both tight ends, Cody Fleener and Dwayne Allen. No to the defense, but yes to the kicker. For Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford is a start. Wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Ryan Boyle should be started. Tight end Brandon Pegru and I'll say tight end Tony Scheffler start. Ooh. Both of those guys are worth starting if you have them on your roster. Uh, not both. I wouldn't start both of them at the same time, but uh, Might get a anyway. <laughs> if, you, if you have either one, I think they're worth starting. Kicker Jason Hansen is a good start this week. Running backs... Um, um, Michael LaShore, questionable with an ankle injury. He and Joyce Bell, I think, are both flex options at best. And wide receiver Titus Young is questionable with a knee injury and a bad attitude. Um, he's a mm. flex option for me this week. And the defense, I say stay away from because I, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic about Lux prospects this week than you are. We'll see, for sure. All right. Now, next game up, I think has the potential to be more interesting I'm than excited about it. <laughs> I would have said a, a few weeks ago. But Jacksonville at Buffalo, Jacksonville, they've certainly looked a lot better the last couple of weeks, but I think their luck, or maybe not luck, but I think their, their, their winning streak runs out this week. I think um, Buffalo wins this game 30-24, to 24, but I think it will be more watchable than it would have been a month ago. I'm going to agree with you. I think Buffalo having the benefit of a functional run game will prove to be the deciding factor. Um, Chad Henney, I would have started him in my top 12, but they're in Buffalo where the weather is going to be less than, than comfortable, so I'd say he's more of a borderline, preferably a second quarterback start. But I do think he's got a lot of fantasy value this week, again, because there's just not a lot of the run game left. Um Rashad Jennings, last man standing. I think you start him solely by default here. Cecil Shorts and Justin Blackman I'm starting, as well as tight end Mercedes Lewis. No defense, no kicker, though. 
I like Jennings' matchup against Buffalo's defense. They're not particularly good against the run. Actually, that's an understatement. They're actually really horrible against the run. They're they're and, not good against the run. That's for sure. No, New Orleans is the only defense giving up more yardage yards per game um, on the run. Poor Buffalo. Yeah, they're they're giving up five yards per carry against the run. That's that's not good. But for Buffalo, good I good way to get say, back in the rhythm for Rashad Jennings. That's for sure. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> I I like him. I actually picked him up in a couple leagues this week where I didn't where I missed out on Bryce Brown, and I'm not sure. I, I think I actually took him over No. Sean Moreno as the second choice in the league. But anyway, Buffalo quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good start running back. Did I say quarterback running back? He's a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good start running back. C.J. Spiller, good start. Wide receivers Steve Johnson and Donald Jones, both good starts this week. And kicker Ryan Lindell, also good. Uh, running back Fred Jackson just doesn't seem like his old self since he came back from – he just seems old, I guess. But they're, mm. they're definitely giving preference to C.J. Spiller at this point. Jackson's the best flex option for me. Tight end Scott Chandler – is a flex option, and the defense is okay to start. Okay. Next game on the agenda here is Seattle at Chicago. Uh, I don't think either of these teams is going to score 21 points, but I'll I'll go with Chicago to win this in a low-scoring game, 20-17. to 17. I, I'm not at all excited about this game. Um I would only start Russell Wilson if you have to. This is a terrible matchup. He's not very good as a quarterback against bad defenses. Against a good one, I don't feel super optimistic about this. Marshawn Lynch, I like more as a second running back. He should not be the only guy you're starting at running back because, again, he's playing Chicago. Sidney Rice is the only wide receiver I'm interested in starting. I don't like tight end Zach Miller's matchup this week. Uh, I am going to start the defense, like you said, low-scoring game, but not the kicker. Pretty simple. You don't think Wilson will be able to rustle up some points for them? I don't. I don't. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. I don't think it's going to – with everybody else playing, I, if it were a bye week, maybe. All right. For Chicago, I would go ahead and start running back Michael Bush. I think he'll have a big week with Forte out. Wide receiver Brandon Marshall is pretty much the only wide receiver that Cutler trusts, as evidenced by his 17 or 18 targets, whatever he had last week. Defense is a good start. Quarterback Jay Cutler, second quarterback, tight end Kellen Davis, flex option running back Matt Forte, questionable with an ankle injury, even if he does play, keep him on the bench. Wide receivers are all Bennett, Devin Hester, and Alshon Jeffrey. Keep those guys on the bench. Hester's questionable with a concussion. Jeffrey questionable with a knee injury. And kicker Robbie Gould, I don't like him this week either. All right. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, next game, San Francisco at St. Louis. On paper, you'd think, or at, your, at first blush, your tendency would be to think, yeah, San Francisco's a good team, St. Louis not so much. This should be a blowout, but... I think this will be a good game. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is uh, consistent enough yet that we can say, oh, he's going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. I think San Francisco still wins this, but I think it's on the strength of their running game uh, sans Kaepernick and and not on uh, Kaepernick's throwing. But I'll go with San Francisco to win this by a touchdown, 28-21. 
I can't argue with that too much. I agree. I think St. Louis is giving them more of a test this week than they think. I am not at all sold on Colin Kaepernick. I miss Alex Smith. I don't like anything about this. Um, Kaepernick, for me, is a borderline quarterback one. Uh, I I don't think he's having a huge game in the air, but if you want to risk it and hope he runs, that's that's totally fine. It's not the worst matchup in the world against St. Louis. I just would feel a lot more comfortable with a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, definitely starting Frank Gore, like you said, no Kendall Hunter, so this is going to be interesting. Um, I'm starting Michael Crabtree at wide receiver, but saying no to everybody else. No to tight end Vernon Davis as well, who seems to be a missing person with Kaepernick in the game, and I'm also not a fan of that. Uh, I am still starting the defense, but not the kicker. I, David Akers is struggling. He seems to be a little dinged up, and I'll like it this week. I, I guess I'm a little more op- optimistic about uh, Kaepernick in the long term. I, I think, think that is the I right just, decision. I think last from week he had the benefit of his defense giving him uh, some points that made him look a lot better than he he really was. I just I don't think he's ready yet, and I think as each week goes on, we're going to see defenses catch up to him more. I still think he gives them a better chance to win than Alex Smith does, but we'll see at the end of the season. <laughs> So for St. Louis, running back Steven Jackson is the only guy that I would recommend starting this week. Sam Bradford, second quarterback. Daryl Richardson, running back, is a flex option, as is wide receiver Chris Divens. And tight end Lance Kendrick, flex option. Defense is okay to start. Wide receiver Danny Amendola, questionable with a heel injury. Even if he plays, I don't like him. Or I, I shouldn't say I don't like him. I've never met him, but I don't like this matchup Freeze for him. Awesome. I'm sure he is. And wide receiver Brandon Gibson, same thing, keep him on the bench. And I'm not a big fan of uh, Greg Zerline, not because I don't think he can kick the ball from 90 yards in, but because I don't think the rest of their offense will get him close enough to give him any opportunities to do that. I can live with that. Let's go to Green Bay for the next game, Minnesota at Green Bay. And... Mm. I know you're going to disagree with me on this, but I think this game is a coin flip. Green Bay is really not in sync for whatever reason. That offensive line just looked horrible against the Giants the other night, and Minnesota, pretty decent pass rush. Not as good against the run as they've been in the past, but then again, Green Bay doesn't hasn't had a running game in, in quite a number of years, and they're probably not going to find one this weekend. I'll say Green Bay wins this, but it's really a coin flip. I'll take Green Bay by a point, 21-20. I think Green Bay wins this, but I think they win by more than a point, more like a touchdown. Uh, I respect what Minnesota's doing, but without Percy Harvin healthy, it makes it a lot harder for me to buy into them beating Green Bay, who I think is going to bounce back in a big way after last week's total beatdown. Um that being said, I just I think a lot of this is going to be happening on the ground, so I'm definitely starting Adrian Peterson. Um, I just more of a second quarterback option for me. I just am not. I don't know the Green Bay defense. While they're they're not world beaters, I think they can be pesky enough to break things up for Christian Ponder, and so I think there are better options to start as your only quarterback. Percy Harvin's more of a flex player for me this week unless we see before the week's out that he's looking significantly healthier. Saying no to Michael Jenkins, Jerome Simpson, and the rest of the crew out there. Although Jarlis Wright, I think, could be an interesting flex option. He's been seeing a lot more targets. 
Tight end Kyle Rudolph, if he plays, I'm inclined to start him. It looks like he's on track to. Uh, no defense, no kicker, though. And if he doesn't play, would you would you consider starting John Carlson or no? Probably not. I'm not a big Carlson fan. Okay. Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers is a start. Wide receivers, it's just been up and down this season. Uh, I'll take Jordy Nelson is the only one I would say is pretty much a must start at this point. Tight end Michael Finley, I'll start him, start the defense because I think it's a low-scoring game. Running back John uh, James Starks, I did it again. I just called him James <laughs> John for the second week in a row. It's my New York Knicks fan <laughs> coming through. Running back James Starks is a flex option for me. I still like him better than Alex White long-term, but we'll see. Wide receiver James Jones and Randall Cobb are flex options. No to running backs Alex White and John Kuhn. Uh, wide receivers Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Jennings is probable for this week with a groin injury, but I wouldn't start him in his first game back. Kicker Mason Crosby, I would also leave him on the bench because I just don't think they're going to score as many points as and you the think fact that he score? can't seem to kick a field goal to save his life lately is not good. No, no, mm. but we'll see. Maybe he needs to go back to kicking the moth church bells. But, uh, Maybe. Like you did in that one commercial. But anyway, next game, Carolina at Kansas City. Um, it's Even as a Chiefs fan, it's hard for me to pick them here, and I'm not going to. I could I not think... be less excited for this game. <laughs> I, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think it's a game decided by a field goal, but I think Carolina wins it 24 to 21. It just yeah, it's not an exciting game. But who do you like no. on Carolina? Uh, I think you start Cam Newton this week. Definitely don't start Jonathan Stewart because he is not going to play. Uh, D'Angelo Williams really only a flex option for me. Nobody's any idea what's going on in this run game and. They were pretty much ready to put him out to pasture three weeks ago, and now he's kind of forced back into relevancy. So we'll see what happens. Um, say no to Mike Tolbert this week, but keep an eye on, on what he does. If his role gets larger, it may be worth a waiver pick next week. I'm saying yes to Steve Smith, yes to Brandon LaFell, no to Lewis Murphy and the rest of those wide receivers, but yes to tight end Greg Olson, yes to the defense, no to the kicker. No to Ray Carruth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, for Kansas City, running back Jamal Charles is a good start. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe and tight end Tony Moyaki. Defense is okay. Um, quarterback Brady Quinn, no. Running back Sean Drone, Drone, Drone and Peyton Hillis are no's for me. Wide receiver Dexter McCluster, questionable with concussion injury. Keep him on the bench. Same thing for Steve Breston. Um, he doesn't have a concussion, but you should keep him on the bench. And kicker Ryan Suckup, sorry, another week on the bench for him as well. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's keep on going. Next game up I don't think is going to be very competitive either. You might think it's a little more competitive than I do, but that's New England and Miami. I know you like Miami, but I think even you would have to admit this game is probably not going to be close. New England, I don't think there's too much argument. They have the best offense in football right now. Their running game is actually very strong this year. I'll take them to win this game 38-24, and that could be conservative. This game makes me sad. Yeah, New England's going to win. Yes, I hope Miami's more competitive, but Wes Welker pretty much is going to torch the Dolphins like he does every time they play him. Um, If you have a Patriot on your roster, for the most part, this is going to be a good week to start them. 
start Tom Brady, start Stephen Ridley, start Shane Vereen. Don't start Danny Woodhead. His shenanigans are not going to fly in Miami. I just don't think there's going to be enough there. Absolutely, without a doubt, start Wes Welker, start Brandon Lloyd. I don't like Julian Edelman. He's a little dinged up this week. Tight end Aaron Hernandez, I'm starting. I'm starting the defense. I'm starting Steven Goskowski, the kicker. I think this is going to be the nail in Miami's coffin for the year, and I'm a little sad about it. Miami, I like running back Ray, uh, Ray Bush or Reggie Bush. <laughs> I don't know who Ray Bush is, but running I, back I don't Reggie know who Bush. all these running backs that you're talking about today are, but you, you're like, what, 500 on getting names right? Um, yeah, I'm batting about 500, which is great for baseball, not Still so good when you're giving numbers, fantasy but... football advice. So, right, don't start Ray Bush if you happen to have him because he doesn't exist. Start running back Reggie Bush and wide receiver Devon Best, who, in my opinion, is their best fantasy option at wide receiver right now. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill, second wide re- uh, second quarterback for me. I can't even get the position right now. Running back Daniel Thomas, flex option. Wide receiver Brian Hartline, flex option. Tight end Anthony Fasano, even I'm off the bandwagon now, flex option at best. Finally. Kicker Dan Carpenter, okay to start this week, stay away from the defense. All right, we're coming down the home stretch, so we've still got seven games. <laughs> we'll do it. We've got seven games in roughly we can 23 do minutes, so we can All do it. Right. Arizona at the Jets, blah. Who wants to watch this game? Well, maybe if you're an Arizona or a Jets fan. It's kind fan, of an evenly matched game, though. <laughs> it's, it's evenly matched. Both teams stink. Even Fireman Ed doesn't want to be seen wearing his Fireman's hat at Jets games anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do think the Jets pulled this out point flip game, but I'll say the Jets win it by a field goal. I'll take them 17-14. to 14. I disagree. Arizona wins by a touchdown. Uh, I guess it's an upset pick. I don't I don't really think it counts as an upset. But um, I likely, think the only people that are going to be upset are the ones watching this game. But Yeah, yeah, this is true. Likely going to be Ryan Lindley under center again. Really only second quarterback option, and really only if you're in a deep, desperate league. Uh, definitely start Beanie Wells. Say no to LaRod Stevens-Halling, who's a little dinged up. Start Larry Fitzgerald. Say no to the rest of the wide receivers. Say no to the tight ends. Yes to the defense, but no to the kicker. I think this is going to be a nice little day for Beanie Wells. Going out on a I'm not as optimistic about him. I love me some Beanie Wells. He's too much of a flake for me. I mean, I don't (laughs) personality-wise, I don't know. But he just, as a fantasy option, I just think he's totally unreliable. I've been waiting. It's like waiting for Charlie Brown to kick the football successfully. It's, waiting for Godot. Yes, I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen, but we'll see. For All the right, Jets, Jeff. I like running back Sean Green, tight end Dustin Keller in the defense. Running back Bilal Powell is a flex option, as is wide receiver Jeremy Curley. Keep quarterback Mark Sanchez on the bench. Running back Joe McKnight, they're supposedly trying him as wide receiver again. Wherever he plays, you don't want to play him. defense for a minute, too? I mean, yeah, he played quarterback, quarterback for about five minutes after Darrell Revis was was um, injured for the season until you know, smarter heads prevailed. Uh, wide receivers Chaz Schoens and and Clyde Gates keep them on the bench. Gates is questionable with a concussion injury. Tight end Jeff Cumberland got back in the action a little bit last week, but that's not going to last. Keep him on the bench and kicker Nick Folk bench him as well. Okay. Next up is another game that I think could be really interesting, and that's Tampa Bay at Denver. I think Denver is pretty much the only team around that could slow down New England's offense, and 
Tampa Bay, they're, they're not quite at New England's level yet, but they definitely have both the running and the passing game going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Still, I think it's a coin flip game, but I'll give it to Denver because they're at home. I think they win this game by field goal. I'll say Denver 31, Tampa 28. Okay, I can live with that. Uh, I, I'm excited to watch this game. Um, Josh Freeman, more second quarterback option. This is a Denver defense that is a little stingy on the pass game. Um, and running back-wise, it's no secret I love Doug Martin. I'm starting him this week. I'm starting wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams. I'm saying no to Tyquan Underwood, even though he has that crazy hair. I just don't think there's going to be enough there for him this week. I am starting uh, newly back from the dead Dallas Clark. Not the defense, but yes to the kicker. I think you're starting him just because his name is Dallas. I might be a little biased. I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I like that he does occasionally catch touchdowns. It's an added added bonus. Okay. (laughs) For Denver, I would start quarterback Peyton Manning, wide receivers Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, tight end Jacob Tammy and kicker Matt Prater. Running back Noshawn Moreno is a flex option, wide receiver Brandon Stokely, flex option, tight end Joel Dreesen, flex, and the defense is a good start. Running back, Ronnie Hillman, I think you keep him on the bench until further notice. One day. And even after that. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> so next game up, right. this is another game for the land of the misfit toys, and that's Cleveland and Oakland. I think in the same way that I picked the Jets over Arizona, I'll go with the home team here, even though they look horrible lately. I'll take Oakland to win this. 23 to 17, but this this is not a game that I would uh, suggest anybody watch unless they had to. I'm picking Cleveland and recently concussed Brandon Whedon to win this game. Um, that being said, I do think that really you should only be starting him as your second quarterback. Let's not get too crazy here. Uh, and if Colt McCoy plays, things get a little grimmer, the outlook there. But Definitely starting running back Trent Richardson. I'm saying no to wide receiver Greg Little, but yes to Josh Gordon. Uh, no to Muhammad Masqua. Yes to tight end Ben Watson. Another tight end I don't normally start, but this week he gets a reprieve. No to the defense. Yes to the kicker. So for Oakland, so you must think this game is going to be pretty high scoring if you'd say no to the defense, but you would still think they're going to win. Yes. I think it's going to be higher scoring. <laughs> okay. For Oakland, I would say start quarterback Carson Palmer, running back Marcel Reese, wide receivers Darius Hayward Bay and Denarius Moore, tight end Brandon Myers and the defense, kicker Sebastian Janikowski, okay to start, keep running backs Darren McFadden, Mike Goodson, and Taiwan Jones on the bench. McFadden and Goodson are both still listed as questionable at this point with their high ankle sprains. They said they're coming back, but Reese is getting the majority of the carries. Uh, the rumor going around. Yeah, well, I'm, I think all those people that took uh, Darren McFadden as a top five pick this year are feeling pretty burned, and yeah. they might start him out of desperation just because they want to feel like they, they got some return on that investment. But I would suggest that that would not be a good uh, thing to do this week. No. Especially if you're in the hunt for a playoff berth and need to win. All right, four games to go. Let's do this. Yeah, well, we've got plenty minutes. of time here. We've got 18 <laughs> minutes. No. And Let's go. Cincinnati and San Diego. Yeah, I, I think we're both in agreement here. This game's not going to be close. Cincinnati should win this easily. I'll take them by two touchdowns. 
I'll say Cincinnati 31, San Diego 17. I'm agreeing, and I think Andy Dalton can be started on his own this week. He's got nine touchdowns and no interceptions the last three weeks, and he's even better on the road. So this is going to be a good week for him. I'm starting him. I'm starting Ben Jarvis Greenellis. I'm starting A.J. Green. Uh, not starting Andrew Hawkins, but I am starting Mohamed Sanu. No to Brandon Tate. No to the tight ends. Yes, defense. No kicker. San Diego's in a lot of trouble. They are in a lot of trouble, but I still think they have some half decent with the emphasis on half <laughs> options for this week, fantasy-wise. And those would be running back Ryan Matthews, wide receiver Denario Alexander, and tight end Anthony, uh, Antonio Gates, not Anthony Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback Philip Rivers, uh, I, I still have him on one or two fantasy teams. I don't know why, though. I, I keep thinking that he's going to wake up and think it's, 2008 again, but that doesn't, Careful. or even December's 2011. Coming. Careful. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see that happening. So he's the second quarterback for me this week. Wide receivers, Malcolm Floyd and Robert Meacham are flex options. Running back, Ronnie Brown on the bench. Wide receiver, Eddie Royal, quarterback, not quarterback, he's a wide receiver. He's questionable with a hamstring injury. He's on the bench. Kicker, Nick Novak on the bench in the defense on the bench, too. All right. I can work with that. So next up is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Didn't these guys just play each other two weeks ago? In fact, they did. Seems One like of those it. fun scheduling quirks. Yeah, the, this and then I think Houston and um, Indy play each other two mm-hmm. times in the last three weeks of the season. So I don't know what's going on with the schedule makers. But anyway, I think I picked Baltimore to win by a field goal last time when they were on the road. This time I'm going to turn around and pick Pittsburgh to win by a field goal when they're on the road, and that's predicated on on Big Ben actually playing. If Charlie Batch is playing again, I think Baltimore wins this, but I'm going to say that that Roethlisberger does play, and I'll pick Pittsburgh to win 24-21. If Big Ben plays, I can see Pittsburgh winning this game, but even then, kind of a stretch for me. I think Baltimore wins. I am pretty leery, leery of anyone who starts at quarterback for the Steelers. If Big Ben decides he's healthy enough to play, I would start him on my fantasy team in a two-quarterback league because I'd be terrified he didn't make it through a whole game. Uh, the other two things that concern me is the running back situation and the wide receivers all are kind of in flux. Jonathan Dwyer is the only one I want to start. Uh, Isaac Redmond's kind of in this limbo, and Rashad Mendenhall fumbled twice last week and has been demoted to running back number three. Um, And again, there's weird stuff happening with the wide receivers who are quote-unquote starters. I am starting Mike Wallace. Uh, That's the only guy I'm for sure starting. Antonio Brown, I want to see what he does. Jericho Cotri is not playing this week. Emmanuel Sanders, I just don't think there's going to be enough there. But if you're in a deeper league and need a flex, he might be an interesting option. I am starting tight end Heath Miller, even more so if Big Ben plays, but no defense, no kicker. This will be a weird one. For Baltimore, running back Ray Rice and tight end Dennis Pitta, assuming he's healthy, are the two guys I would start. I don't like quarterback Joe Flacco as anything more than a second quarterback option against the Steelers' defense. Wide receiver Torrey Smith, Anquan Bolden, Jacoby Jones, those guys are all flex options for me. Defense is okay to start, especially if Charlie Bash is the quarterback. 
And tight ends Ed Dixon, tight end Ed Dixon and kicker uh, Justin Tucker, I'd keep them on the bench this week. Dixon's questionable with a knee injury, but even if he were 100% healthy, I'd rather have Pitta this week. Yeah, I, I think pretty I agree. much any other week. This could be a, a better week for Pitta, who was a missing person for a few weeks in the middle of the season, but he's back. He's he seems to be pitiful. functioning again. Yep. So let's go now to Philadelphia at Dallas, Sunday night game. And I I don't think this game is going to be um, particularly interesting, but it'll probably be close, which isn't the same thing as saying it's interesting. But to me, this is a coin flip game. Both these teams are obviously struggling. Dallas can't run the ball. Philadelphia can't seemingly pass the ball. I think Dallas will win it, but I'm not excited about this about this pick. I'll pick Dallas to win 27-24, and hopefully for Dallas' sake, Tony Romo doesn't have to throw the ball 60 times again. I'm certainly hoping Dallas wins. Um, I My wild card in this game is LaShawn McCoy. If he gets cleared to play, this becomes a very different game for me. Like you said, Philly can't stop a pass. Dallas can't run. Dallas can only stop the pass. They seem much less inclined to stop a run, which means they kind of play to each other's weaknesses, which could be interesting. Nick Foles, who I'm a big advocate of, is only a second quarterback option this week because even if he were functioning at the rate he should be, it's not a, a very good defensive matchup for him. If LaShawn McCoy plays in any capacity, I'm going to start him. He has such a higher ceiling than anybody else. Um, If not, I'm going to start Bryce Brown. Deion Lewis, I think, is a very deep, interesting flex option. I'm really concerned about Brown holding onto the ball, and Lewis will, I think, see increased time if that starts to happen again. Jeremy Macklin, I think you have to start by default. Um, Jason Avant and Riley Cooper, I think, can be flex options. Probably Cooper a little more than Avant. He's worked more with Foles. Say no to the tight ends. Brent Selig played the worst game of his career last week. Clay Harbor has hands of stone. It's not a good matchup this week. Say no to the defense, but yes to kicker Alex Henry, who I think will be getting plenty of field goal chances. How about uh, Damien Johnson at, at wide receiver? Do you think he might figure oh, into the mix no. a little bit more? I, I'm personally not a fan of what I've seen of him. Um, he will be in there. He'll get a couple of targets. I just don't think he can make enough of them. All right, for Dallas, I would start quarterback Tony Romo, wide receiver Des Bryant, and tight end Jason Witten. Miles Austin, questionable with a hip injury, is a flex option for me at this point in the week. Uh, kicker Dan Bailey and the defense are okay to start. Running backs Felix Jones and Marco Murray, I say no to those guys. Jones, questionable with a knee injury. Murray, questionable with a foot injury. And I'm not buying uh, wide receivers, Dwayne Harris and Cole Beasley. I think if Romo doesn't have to throw the ball 60 times in a game, there's no way those guys rack up uh, fantasy-worthy stats. So I'd say keep sure them on your bench. Happen. <laughs> what was that? I sure hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, and and Kevin Ogletree, long forgotten, is that game against the Giants, the first game of the mm-hmm. season that may have been the highlight of his season and his career. He's Currently questionable with a concussion, but I, I think you can safely leave him on the bench as well. Yeah, I I can't argue too much with that. 
So let's take a look now. Our final game is Washington hosting the Giants on Monday night. I gave away my pick earlier, but I think as impressive as the Giants looked last week, I think they don't match up particularly well with Washington, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And I think this will be a shootout, and I think Washington will come out on top. I'll go with them to win this by a score of 35-30. to 30. This, I I think you're right, it's going to be a shootout, and I don't think there's a team out there more frustrating to try to pick than the Giants. They're, they're so up and down. One week they look like world beaters last week. Next week they come out and they look lost. They can't hold on to the football. Like, Eli can't throw touchdown passes for a week at a time. It just it doesn't make sense that a team could look so totally different week in and week out. Um, I... I guess I'm going to pick Washington, but I think this is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. If Eli Manning has it with two minutes to go, the Giants will win the game. I just uh, this is this is going to be a shootout, and it's going to take about four hours to play. Um, like you said, lots of points. So start Eli Manning, start running back Ahmad Bradshaw. I'm saying no to David Wilson. I just I just am not buying into it yet. Uh, I am starting Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix, but no to the rest of the wide receiver core. Yes, the tight end Martellus Bennett. This could be one of his bigger nights if he can hold on to the football, although he did catch a fan falling out of the stands last week, so he saved a life, which has to have him some, get some good karma this week, so there's probably fantasy points to be had there. Well, the guy had um, a David Wilson jersey on, so I think that's good karma <laughs> for David Wilson. Maybe. We're going to find out one way or another. Right. Definitely do not start the defense and start the kicker. Lawrence time. Don't start anybody that falls out of the stands either. Generally, they don't have good hands because they could not stay in the stands, so it's probably right. a good or, idea to or keep good them coordination. On the they, they have trouble <laughs> staying in bounds. For Washington, quarterback Robert Griffin III is, is pretty much a no-brainer as a start in this game. Running back mm-hmm. Alfred Morris. Wide receivers Santana Moss and Pierre Garcon. Kicker Kai Forbath. Start all of those guys. Wide receiver, Aldrich Robinson, he only catches one pass a game, but it seems to go for big yardage, so I'll say look at him as a, as a flex option. Tight end, Logan Paulson, I'd say, is a decent flex option in this game, and I would say no to the Redskins defense. I would say no to both defenses pretty emphatically. Yeah. This Do you think Aldrich Robinson is like the Brandon Stokely of the Redskins? Well, right now he seems like he's the Chris Givens of the of Redskins. Didn't Givens have that streak earlier in the season where he caught five games in a row? He caught you know, past the 50 yards or longer. It's but a nice way to make a living. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm done for the day. Here's, here's my one play, so I'll here's just my one I'll be over here drinking for the day. I'm out of here. But <laughs> just a decoy for the rest of the game. But, yeah. So, anyway, we have a few minutes left. So, I wanted to ask you, as we look forward to the playoffs, just say you're 8-4 and four or 7-5 and five right now and you're pretty sure that, you know, say you're 8-4 and four and better and you're almost assured of getting into the playoffs. What kind of strategies do you use going into the playoff weeks? You know, do you juggle your roster much to you know, get, get the team ready for the playoffs? Will you cut a second or a third quarterback if you've got you know, Aaron Rodgers on your roster? What kinds of things do you do to get ready for a playoffs um, push? Um, I don't tinker too, too much with it, uh, but I do like to look at the matchups the rest of the way through the season. If 
I've got a guy who's really going to be up against a couple of tough defenses on the road to end the season. I'm going to look at maybe replacing him if there's somebody out there that's about comparable then who's got better matchups, I may swap them out on my lineup. Uh, I always like to have two quarterbacks. I like to play matchups. You just never know with injuries and people getting hot at certain times. But for me, it's it's about trying to plan for the next couple of weeks and making sure you know, I feel good about my defense the rest of the way and my kicker and, and maybe some of my flex options, trying to maximize them as much as possible. What about you? It's I, I guess I tend to juggle a little bit more. I'm always trying to pick up, especially running backs off the mm-hmm. waiver wire, just A, because I'm always petrified that one of mine could get hurt and go down, and then all of a sudden start of, instead of starting you know, Arian Foster, I'm left starting you know, Rashad Jennings or someone like that. So it's I'm always drop. trying to <laughs> think ahead and, and see who might be there. I mean, for instance, here's a question with, with, Kendall Hunter out of the mix in San Francisco now, who becomes the second running back there. I mean, Gore has had some durability issues in his career, and there's also the distinct possibility that if San Francisco salts away the the division, that they might actually you know look to rest Gore a little bit and well, get and we him. saw that even when Gore was healthy and Hunter was there, he was still getting four, five, six points a game as a number two running back just because they would still play him sporadically. They want to rest him as the game goes on, Frank Gore. So it, it's definitely... So who benefits from that now? Do you think it's Brandon Jacobs? Is he healthy enough to go? Is it going to be with Michael know. James? I think this week's going to be, I think this week's going to be very important in, who, in seeing who it is. I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm gonna, That's a game I'm watching closely to see... What running back is going to be the new Kendall Hunter for the rest of the way? Because they need somebody else. Frank Gore can't do it on his own. And right now it seems like Kaepernick is their second option running the ball, but just, it almost makes you wonder why they don't just use him as a running back. And that's what they were they were using him as as a right. quasi wildcat extra man before. The wildcat, yeah. Yeah, the wildcat, but I just. I don't know. San Francisco is an interesting spot right now for offense. And and like you said, with Kaepernick in now, you have to reevaluate a lot of the wide receiver and tight end situations there because he's throwing to different guys. I mean, Vernon Davis is a missing person. He's got different rapport with different guys. They lost Kyle Williams. Delaney Walker's kind of stepping up. It's It's changing a little bit how you would play those guys. So how about guys like, I know you don't like him this week, but David Wilson or Cedric Perriman has been getting some you know, pretty decent touches for a second-string running back in Cincinnati or you know, some guys like that. Chris Rainey, would you those are the kind those of guys things away? That I no? would have to look at their schedule. I just I don't think any of them are good enough on their own to play a really tough defense. I just don't think it would be worth taking a roster spot from somebody else. But, like I said, I like to play matchups more down the stretch than anything else. But uh, that does pretty much bring us to the end here. So if you guys want to weigh on the, in on the discussion or you have questions you want answered, feel free to reach out to us all week long, particularly on Sunday mornings. We're around to answer your questions. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. 
Our email handle is the same, the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. There's a great blog at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. You can find me at jkim16 on Twitter and the Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa. And we will be back next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And if you missed any of the shows, check us out on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes so you can catch up. Have a great week, and good luck, everybody. Thanks for the show, Janice.